Greetings. Thank you all for returning. We extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. I am Pastor John, welcoming our global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word, thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Last week, the question was asked, How are we declared righteous? It is a good thing to be declared righteous by faith because we then have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Men were, and still are, under condemnation for sin. This extended alike to the Jews and the Gentiles, both male and female. There was, and still is, no way of escape but by the doctrine of pardon, not by personal merit, but by grace this plan was fully made known by the gospel of Christ. This was no new doctrine, yet it was, in fact, substantially the same by which Abraham and David had been accepted before God. Notice, with God it is a two-state issue. One either receives his favor or his wrath. There is no middle ground for us to occupy between favor or wrath. If we are forgiven our sins, one receives his favor. Yet, because we are saved of him, we only need to ask for his forgiveness when we sin. That forgiveness is immediately granted. Scripture assures us of this immediate granting of forgiveness. Peace is proclaimed in heaven between God and every... To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled The Expectation of Justification, Part 1, posted on February 18th. This week, our study is titled, The Expectation of Justification, Part 2. Our scripture reads, Not only this, but we also rejoice in sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. From Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. Again, please note, verses 3 and 4 are one sentence in my Bible. As a result, as we examine this passage, we will examine both halves of the sentence independently. For clarity, Verse 3 reads, Not only this, but we also rejoice in sufferings, knowing that sufferings produce endurance. Comma. We know that sufferings produce endurance? Verse 3 is written with a matter-of-fact means of speech, something that a reader or hearer of that day would understand. This firm understanding is why this comment is preceded with, We rejoice in sufferings. 
Notice that our sufferings not only produce endurance, our sufferings produce as well patience, steadfastness, gives us the power of waiting. Trouble makes us stronger, and suffering works perseverance. Clearly, if we desire stronger faith, these are the means by which we will obtain that stronger faith that we hopefully desire as well as need. First, we need to notice these cross-reference verses in which Jesus is speaking. They are from Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 through 12. These are the last two verses in the Beatitudes. These verses read, Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things about you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad because your reward is great in heaven, for they persecuted the prophets before you in the same way. It is important to note that these two verses close the Beatitudes. It is also important to notice verse 10, the last, but by no means not the least of the Beatitudes. It reads, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. This is the reward to the blessed who, when people insult them, persecute them, and say all kinds of evil things about them falsely on account of me, Jesus Christ. It is to these people that the kingdom of heaven belongs. If we do not understand this, if we do not know of this at all, as many people today, then where do we find the fortitude to be of God's blessed people? To even have the ability to be happy, even able to rejoice and be glad in our times of difficulties and or trials. Note. Trials are also known as sufferings. Learn further. We not only rejoice in times of prosperity and health. All proceeds to show that this plan is not less adapted to produce support in trials. The meaning is that we rejoice not only in hope, not only in the direct results of justification, in the immediate effect which religion itself produces, but we carry our joy and triumph even into the midst of trials. In accordance with this, our Savior directed his followers to rejoice in persecutions. Compare James chapter 1, verse 2, and verse 12. From Barnes, New Testament Notes. It made better sense to go through the first verse reference, Matthew chapter 5, verse 11 through 12, before I read this commentary passage. Also, we want to follow James chapter 1, verse 2, and verse 12. However, both verses are in their own minor context. 
As a result, in both cases, for clarity, I will read the verses in their minor context. My brothers and sisters, consider it nothing but joy when you fall into all sorts of trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect effect, so that you will be perfect and complete, not deficient in anything. From James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Really? Quote, you will be perfect and complete, not deficient in anything. End quote. Seriously? A person can be perfect and complete, not deficient in anything? Just how does that work? Notice how verse 2 opens the full sentence in verses 2 and 3. My brothers and sisters, consider it nothing but joy when you fall into all sorts of trials. Not one trial, not maybe two or three trials, but all sorts of trials. My brethren, not brethren as Jews, but as Christians, counted all joy, regarded as a thing to rejoice in, a matter which should afford you happiness. You are not to consider it as a punishment, a curse, or a calamity, but as a fit subject of felicitation. From Barnes, New Testament Notes. For clarity, the Free Dictionary by Farlex tells us felicitation should not be confused with the word facilitation, meaning making easy or less difficult, assisting the progress of. The meaning of the word felicitation used by Mr. Barnes means the act of expressing joy or acknowledgement as for the achievement or good fortune of another. In Mr. Barnes' usage of the word, it means the act of expressing joy. From Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary of American English. As a result, we can read that last statement of Mr. Barnes this way. You are not to consider it as a punishment, a curse, or a calamity, but as a fit subject of joy. This observation is supported by Mr. Barnes' opening. He said, Count it all joy, regard it as a thing to rejoice in a matter which should afford you happiness. This means, even though it is perceived as a punishment, a curse, or a calamity, we are not to consider it as such. This is why we as Christians fail in this regard. It is because we really do not have even a small handle on this understanding of which we all need. Further, temptations. The word is used in the sense of trials, to wit, by persecution, poverty, calamity of any kind. 
These cannot be said to be direct inducements or allurements to sin, but they try the faith, and they show whether he who is tried is disposed to adhere to his faith in God, or whether he will apostatize. They so far coincide with temptations, properly so called, as to test the religion of men. They differ from temptations, properly so called, in that they are not brought before the mind for express purpose of inducing men to sin. In this sense, it is true that God never tempts men. Reference James chapter 1, verses 13 through 14. This introduces our next scripture portion, needing more understanding. In this case, too, I will read the minor context of James chapter 1, verses 13 through 16, which reads, Let no one say, when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each one is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. Then when desire conceives, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is full grown, it gives birth to death. Do not be led astray. My dear brothers and sisters, notice what verse 13 is telling us. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. The apostle here seems to have had his eye on whatever there was in trial of any kind to induce us to commit sin, whether by complaining, by murmuring, by apostasy, or by yielding to sin. So far as that was concerned, he said that no one should charge it on God. He did nothing in any way with a view to induce men to do evil. That was only an incidental thing in the trial and was no part of the divine purpose or design. The apostle felt evidently that there was greater danger from the general manner in which the word temptation was used, and from the perverse tendency of the heart, that it would be charged on God, that he so arranged these trials, and so influenced the mind, as to present inducements to sin. Against this, it was proper that an inspired apostle should bear his solemn testimony, so to guard the whole subject as to show that whatever there was in any form of trial that could be regarded as an inducement or allurement to sin is not the thing which he contemplated in the arrangement and does not proceed from him. It has its origin in other cases. From Barnes, New Testament notes. Our enemy, the devil, is the one who offers temptations to us. He never tells us to sin 
since we are easily manipulated by what we see and hear in this regard. Furthermore, our feelings can be easily mixed into this. What we feel is a great manipulator in the cause to get us to sin. What we feel influences the heart and mind as well as the heart and mind deepening our feelings. This is the downward spiral that causes us to sin. One seems to think that by giving in, one's suffering or sufferings will somehow end. Yet it only gets worse when the regret of sinning comes and influences our feelings. Then our hearts and minds only worsen what we feel. Is this what is meant by apostasy? Is this full-blown apostasy or the doorway into it? Questions one should find their own answers. Digging deeper, apostasy means an abandonment of what one has professed, a total desertion or departure from one's faith or religion. From Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary of American English. Further meanings of this word give meaning to political and medical issues. Yet, this fitting meaning of apostasy explains what is happening in people who apostatize their faith. Once you apostatize your faith, guilt severely hinders you from thinking that God will forgive you. God will forgive you, because our Bible tells us He will. It is this very thing that, when forgiven, is as far as the east is from the west. Quoting, As far as the eastern horizon is from the west, so He removes the guilt of our rebellious actions from us. From Psalms 103. Verse 12. The only requirement is that we sincerely ask him to forgive us. In Psalms chapter 103, verse 12 tells us the result of how forgiveness is given to us by God. While there is considerably more to follow, we need to get back to our study. The second half of our full sentence in verse 4 reads, And endurance, character, and character, hope. Now, for clarity, I will read verses 3 and 4 so that this makes better sense. They read, Not only this, but we also rejoice in sufferings, knowing that sufferings produce endurance and endurance, character, and character, hope. As you can see, there is a building that goes on in our life if we are committed to God and saved by Jesus Christ. Our endurance increases and helps build character. Our character also is built, which builds our hope. Right away. This should make it an obvious thing that we are not born with sound endurance, character, and hope. 
These need to be built in us over time, not all at once in an instant. And patience, experience, patient endurance of trial produces experience. The word rendered experience means trial, testing, or that thorough examination by which we ascertain the quality or nature of a thing, as when we test a metal by fire, or in any other way to ascertain that it is genuine. It also means approbation, or the result of such a trial, the being approved and accepted as the effect of a trying process. The meaning is that long afflictions borne patiently show a Christian what he is. They test his religion and prove that it is genuine. Afflictions are often sent for this purpose, and patience in the midst of them shows that the religion which can sustain them is from God. From Barnes, New Testament Notes. Notice how this commentary passage opens. Patient endurance of trial produces experience. When we are tried, it is our patient endurance of the trial that produces experience. After all, our commentator said, the word rendered experience means trial, testing, or that thorough examination by which we ascertain the quality or nature of a thing as when we test a metal by fire, or in any other way, to ascertain that it is genuine. Notice also that our commentator said, it also means approbation. Approbation means the act of approving, a liking, that state of disposition of the mind in which we assent to the propriety of a thing with some degree of pleasure or satisfaction, as the laws of God require our approbation. From Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary of American English. So, Mr. Barnes said, it also means approbation, or the result of such a trial the being approved and accepted as the effect of a trying process. The trying process, also known as a trial. The bottom line here is this. Trials in this life are guaranteed. Patient endurance in our trials produces experience. One can therefore conclude that trials are a learning experience. Trials teach us things we need to know, things we also need experience in. Yet, at the very least, American children of God refute the trial process and frequently, incorrectly call a trial or trials a tribulation. 
while it may seem like splitting hairs, there really is a difference between a trial and a tribulation. Trials are hard. Tribulations are even harder. The problem many have is that they cannot tell the difference between a trial and a tribulation. Notice, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. From John chapter 16, verse 33. This verse tells us just how definite tribulation is. In this verse, we are told, in the world you will have tribulation. Not we might have tribulation, we will have tribulation. This is because of the imperfect world we live in and our own imperfection, even though saved in Christ. This is why Jesus speaks so matter-of-fact in this verse. In this, what is the bottom line? Barnes' New Testament notes tells us, the result of such long trial is to produce hope. They show that the religion is genuine, that it is from God, and not only so, but they direct the mind onward to another world and sustain the soul by the prospect of a glorious immortality there. The various steps and stages of the benefits of afflictions are thus beautifully delineated by the Apostle in a manner which accords with the experience of all the children of God. Romans chapter 5 verse 5 closes this week's study. It reads, And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Next week, our episode is titled The Expectation of Justification, Part 3. We should note that our hope will not make a shame. This is suggesting some sort of promise. To find out more, join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched.
an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at https colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched dot o r g. Please type the church of the unchurched as a single word with no hyphens or spaces in unchurched. Also, because we are on a very secure European server, be sure you type the lead HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash as it is required. Be sure you include it in any bookmark you make. This will prevent security load errors. Our site is mobile, tablet, and desktop compliant. Our site also has links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item. We are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 8 verses 38 through 39. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.